working drummer. Now kick it. This is the Working Drummer Podcast, serving up perspectives, experiences, and stories from ground-level working pros. Advice, tips, and secrets on how to build a career in the music business. Hey everyone, this is Matthew Krause, and you are listening to the podcast Working Drummer. Today is part two of my conversation with drummer and spiritual teacher Stephen Sinatra. Stephen has dedicated 15-plus years to making his living as a full-time professional studio and touring musician. He's toured and shared the stage with many nationally recognized artists, such as Sarah Buxton, Pat Green, Richard Marks, Vertical Horizon, Billy Gilman, Joe Nichols, Little Big Town, Hunter Hayes, and many others. After spending 10-plus years performing with these notable artists, he had achieved the dream that he embarked on as a child. Still feeling unsatisfied and unfulfilled, He was inspired to dig deeper as to why. That tough question led him to spending the last four years examining and finding answers to some of life's tough questions. As he refines and organizes the information, he roots it through self-experience and teaching it to others. The unique blend of experiences and teaching modalities he uses are all linked to three categories, source, science, and sound. SourceScienceSound.com is also the website where Steve can be found offering resources for those asking the same tough questions. As always, you can find us at workingdrummer.net to find out more information about this episode and all the episodes that we've done so far in the last three and a half years. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us now on YouTube. We are slowly building our library of past episodes. We are also on Stitcher and Google Play. When you're on iTunes, please subscribe. This helps us grow. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to support what we do here at the podcast, Working Drummer, there are two ways that you can do that. We offer a PayPal button on the front page of the website. You can also find us at Patreon, at Patreon slash Working Drummer. Any donation is much appreciated, and it helps us cover the expenses of producing this podcast. Here's our biweekly check-in with Arjuna Contreras as he makes the move from Texas to Nashville. Hola, Senor Kraus. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Getting ready for rehearsal? Yeah, yeah. We started in a few minutes. We've been rehearsing this week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Well, today's Wednesday. So <laughs> today's the last day of rehearsal, and we're leaving for tour tomorrow morning. So back out on the road again. Nice. Hey, where are you, man? In Dallas. Okay. Yeah. The band's got a studio here, and it's also where we store our stuff. So we always uh, leave out of here. Um, but uh, first first show is actually in Tennessee. I wish it was Nashville, but I think we're in Chattanooga. Oh, actually, not Ch- Chattanooga, Knoxville. Okay. That's where we are going to be. Yeah, I think it's called the Concourse. I don't think I've, I don't think I've played there before. Okay. But, um, we have played a cool place in Chattanooga called uh, that that um, song. I think it's called Songbird. It's that it's that there's like a guitar museum there, that's right? Cool. And then there's uh, a, on the second floor. Uh, you know, I yeah, I encourage exactly. everybody if you're going through Chattanooga, there's a place right downtown. I think it is the Songbird, but above mm-hmm. it on the second mm-hmm. floor, if you look up guitar museum, there's some amazing stuff and. Uh, as drummers, yes. uh, super educational stuff as far as like history yeah. of, of Fender and, and all that stuff. It's amazing. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think, it, um, it's, I think it is called Songbird. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, yeah. I played there once, yeah. but we hung out in the guitar museum, and I was picking the guitar mm-hmm. player's brains, and it was just really cool to see some stuff. But yeah, we're out for out for the whole month again. <laughs> you know, we're out until the 28th. Wow. Uh, going, going into the upper Midwest for a few shows, and then starting to make our way out to the West Coast. Uh, um, a couple of highlights on this tour is we're, playing the Ziva Las Vegas Festival, which is, you know, in, in Vegas. We play on the 20th there um, as, like, the headlining band. Nice. Um, last year, the head, last year the headliners were the Stray Cats. Like, they came and did, like, a reunion show there. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're playing, actually, the Viper Room in in, uh, in Hollywood, which I've never never played before, but, of course, I've known about it, you know. Right, since right. I was a kid for <laughs> infamous reasons, I guess. Sure. Um, but uh <laughs> yeah i'll try not to od outside of yeah, it myself don't but, add to its history <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll try my best not to but so it's gonna be a fun tour you know um excited to get back to work you know the band uh gone through a couple changes uh well one change uh we have like a different piano player out with us now and uh this, this tour will be the first one that he's joining us on and so it should be you know different but very cool and um also the rev kind of went back into the into his uh, repertoire and pulled like a few of like the more heavy kind of grunge or like almost like metal type songs from their past and kind of put it into the set list uh so i'm excited to do that there's more double kick work to be done now <laughs> okay you know, so it's um yeah the show's looking looking to be pretty fun i think i mentioned a couple conversations ago that I've been kind of like trying to get my health together and I wanted to report a little bit more progress. I've hit the 20 pound mark in weight loss. Oh, that's awesome, man. Which (laughs) I think the last time we talked, it was like around 13 or 14 pounds, maybe. So it, um, you know, it's been kind of slow since then. And like, it kind of fell off a little bit and had to pull myself back up and keep on going. But like, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling better than I have in years really. So, um, and it's crazy cause I mean like, you know, 20 pounds is it's 20 pounds, but like, it's, so in my mind I'm thinking, Oh, well I don't have that. That's not that much compared to how much I'm trying to lose. But like I, someone told me to go pick up like a 20 pound, like dumbbell at the right. gym, which I did the other day. And I, and it's like, well, that's how much you've lost so far. And when you pick that up, you're like, Holy crap, that's a lot of weight for when you think about the, that it was, something I was carrying around. So I can't wait to, you know, try to, you know, pick up a hundred pounds of weight, you know, when I hit my goal, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and see what that, what, you know, what, what a difference that is. So, you know, I'm excited about that. And I'm, and I'm all psyched up to, you know, walk every day on this tour, you know, and, um, you know, try to keep making better choices out on the road, which obviously is hard. So like I was saying a couple of conversations ago, I'm going to try to report back, you know, occasionally yeah. about that just so that I, as like a way of, uh, you know, keeping myself, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Trying to stay, well, uh, accountable, maybe accountable. Yeah. That's the word. You can tell my coffee hasn't kicked in. <laughs> yet. <laughs> Thanks for checking in. Yeah, you bet brother. I'll, I'll give you a shout in a couple of weeks and, and we'll, we'll catch up again to kind of see how you're doing. I, I know the road is a, is a bitch when it comes to just like trying to stay healthy, but there are creative ways that I know you know how to do it and 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 make it happen. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. everyone's curious to know. 
how you're making that work. So Yeah, for sure. Well, cool, man. Well, I'll talk to you soon, Matt. Okay, RJ. Have a great one, man. Talk to you soon. All right, you too, brother. Talk right. to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So just a quick note before we get started, we've split this episode up into two parts. There was so much useful information that we got from this interview with Steve Sinatra that we decided to split it up into two parts. I'll start with this. One of the biggest internal conflicts that I've had all along my career up until this point, and especially in being in Nashville, and I think for a lot of Nashville guys, this is a a, a point that they've looked at or asked themselves at one point or another, I'm sure most guys, you know, do I, do I, am I a session player or am I a live player? Mm-hmm. Am I a studio guy or am I a live guy? And some guys maybe don't worry about that, that kind of thing. But, you know, growing up listening to some of the great session players, I always wanted and sought out to be playing with those guys. You know, I wanted to be the, the, the best of the best. And based on everything that I, I had heard, the guys who were really reaching um, and, and going for it <clears throat> on every level of their playing for what I was hearing were the session guys in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And there were, there are definitely some exceptions to, to that, but I found that there was a consistent, um, um, thing that I really liked about the studio guys. Yeah, yeah for sure. And so early on, I got it in my head that I wanted to be a, a quote unquote session guy. And I got that, pattern stuck in my brain for a really, really long time. And when you put a, you know, for lack of a better word, if we look at our brains, like a computer, if you put a program in there and you never take the disc out of the, of the computer and you just kind of keep going along, but you have all these other experiences and you never go back and look at why you put that program in there in the first place, you don't, realize that you're taking actionable steps based on something that doesn't even maybe align with, with the reality of your circumstance and situation anymore. What I'm getting at is that for me, I kept saying, I want to be a session player. I want to be a session player, but I, and I ended up keep, you know, taking all these live gigs and I left little big town i think in 2010 to stay home and say i'm finally going to be a session guy and i did that for a year and while i was home pursuing that full time for the first time was when i met hunter and i did a showcase with him and at the time hunter was really young he was like 17 Mm -hmm. um and we we did a showcase at Douglas Corner, and it was me and a, a bass player uh, named Jeff Lockerman, who's a great bass player, and he's played for Gretchen Wilson, Big and Rich. And it was me, him, and Hunter, and we did a trio showcase. And there was just magic uh, uh, for me uh, musically about playing with with Hunter. And to fast forward a little bit to keep the the thread that we're we're talking about mm-hmm. hunter eventually asked me to go out on the road and that it started out with you know him saying like they were going to hire chris McHugh to put 
hunters band together, you know, when the time came and Chris was too busy working, um, on like the new Keith Urban tour that was going to go out at the time. And Chris and I had known each other a really, really long time. And, um, Chris really, uh, believed in, in, in me and, and, uh, took a liking to, to my playing style and all that kind of stuff. And he knew that I was capable of, uh, being running hunters auditions and putting his band together and Chris kind of, you know, passed the torch off to me and Hunter was, was cool with that. And the three of us met and I ended up putting Hunter's band together. But the intention for me was I'm going to put his band together, do a couple showcases for the record label. And then eventually I'm going to step out because I wanted to stay home and pursue session work. Mm-hmm. All this time along the way, I was having a blast and Hunter was unlike anybody I'd played for up until that point. And there was just something different and, and special and, and unique about Hunter and, and unique and special about the chemistry of he and I and, and, and the band that got put together. And like you mentioned, there was a lot of creative freedom um, on that gig that is not something that's typically found um, at least in all my experiences up until that point on gigs out of Nashville. And he asked me to go out on the road and I decided to do it because I felt that it would, that was a, that was a time where I went with my, with my gut everything in me based on all the programs that I had created for myself and what I thought I wanted. I, I thought I wanted to be home. I thought I wanted to be a session player. I thought I wanted to pursue that. And this time I went with my gut and man, I'm so glad I did. Um, we, I ended up being on that gig for six years and, you know, for half of those, half the time I was there, I was the musical director and it was a blast. I absolutely loved being on that gig there were some difficult times too you know it's not all all no gig is all rainbows and gumdrops you got to take the negatives <laughs> with the with the positives so right. you know i, I don't want to paint a fantasy here you know there were some difficult situations that and obstacles that came about uh on that gig as well but the the advantages far outweighed the disadvantages um for me and and i and things, you know, unfolded in, in an amazing, amazing way. And what I realized further down the road on that gig was an epiphany I had just, you know, with me, myself and I. And I realized after having been on the gig for a couple of years, I was like, you know what? I said, what I was seeking was not being a quote unquote session player. And what I what I was seeking was not being a quote unquote live player what i was seeking was making the best music to my ears with the best musicians i possibly could with musicians in the highest skill level possible and at the time that i created that program in my mind if i wanted to be a session player to me that criteria that i just said was what a session player was at the time but as things shifted and changed in the scene and in the industry 
a lot of session guys were going out on the road and, mm-hmm. and, and things weren't what they were when I implanted that, uh, program of, I want to be this. And I, I got stuck in that. And it wasn't until after taking, uh, listening to my intuition and going on that gig and years later realizing that, um, I was getting to, to do what I, what I ultimately wanted to do. I was with, what I felt was one of the most amazing artists in Nashville at, at, at the time. And I was playing with some of the most badass musicians that I felt Nashville had to offer. And what, we, and the music that we were making every night was exciting and it was special and it was, and, and Hunter gave us the creative freedom to, to push ourselves in, you know, experimenting with the parts, experimenting with sounds, experimenting with, you know, jamming on stage. I mean, it, it was, there's a lot of really cool things uh, about that gig. And it was a beautiful emotional and mental release to realize that I had, I backed into essentially what I ultimately was looking for. And that happened I feel like even before I I had that epiphany that happened when I let go, when I let Mm -hmm. go of doing what I thought I should be doing to get what I wanted and did what I, I knew viscerally what I needed to do. And that's when everything clicked on, on that gig for me. I feel like so much of what you're saying really I don't know if we're ready to go there yet, but but at the same time, it dovetails so well into what you're doing now because we have this, like you say, program in our head, and I'm right there with you. You know, again, the, some of the, the players that I mentioned before, uh, Matt Chamberlain, Shannon Forrest, and Chris McHugh, ironically, the way I hear them, the way I know them, the way we experience them is through recordings, and they're all are known as session players. And I remember when Chris first started to go out on the road with Keith Urban and he was concerned about people seeing him as now a touring drummer and not calling him for sessions, whatever, which was foolish. But, you know, it's like, no, they're not going to stop calling you for sessions. This is a different responsibility. And um, But at the same time, these... You're talking about drummers playing and musicians pushing themselves at the highest level they can. I hear stories from friends of mine that spend more time in the studio than I do that have some of the same stories and same frustr- and can have some of the same frustrations that I have on live gigs that sometimes are not the most ideal working situations, whether it's caliber of musicianship quality of music, um, uh, just the, the general working atmosphere. And just because you're in a session doesn't mean it's the shit. It's the end-all gig. It's not. There's more to it than just the label that we're putting on it. And it's, I'm not saying that, so it's it's bad, but what I'm saying is when you are armed with some of this information and these tools and you're al- allowed to think outside the program that you've put in your head, you open yourself to 
the beautiful things that are available for the live gig, the paid rehearsal, the 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 session that may not be the perfect thing, but again, going uh, almost coming back full circle to these ideas of there's so much good in to to be seen in all this stuff in every situation to extrapolate from all these situations. Yeah, I I I completely uh, agree with you. I don't have too much to to. To add to that other than yes you know it 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 starts you know it ultimately starts within us um it's it starts from finding fulfillment within ourselves in all the areas of our lives and that inner fulfillment that inner happiness and again, that comes from seeing the positives in the negatives and the negatives in the positives, finding balance um, that that leads to true fulfillment. And that fulfillment translates and transmits from our inside out, you know, out of our bodies, out of our limbs and into our instruments and into everything that we do mm-hmm. in in every aspect of our lives doesn't matter if you're driving a car, cashing a check, you know, at at a bank, you know, you're being that whatever that is for you inside positive or negative is, is, is going out there and and you're attracting more of that. And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to have a specific label, you know, which is, I think what we're ultimately, you know, talking about doesn't have to be, you know, a session guy could be a session guy, but it doesn't have to be. And it doesn't, it could be a live guy, but it doesn't have to be a live guy. You know, we try to, to put labels on on everything so that we can understand it better. But if you just go and do what feels right for, you know, you're, you're going to find what you're looking for and the labels will, will come after, you know, I, I find that, you know, it's when people come up to me and they go, Oh, you were doing that thing or, or, you know, or you were playing this way or, you know, what was that, that, that thing you did. And, and these things, they just happen, you know, when, when we're in that, that state that we're talking about, we'll call it flow for, for lack of a better, uh, you know, terminology, people are coming up to you and asking you about the things that you did and you, and I'm genuinely going, I, I don't know, man. Like it just <laughs> happened. Like, yeah. and that state, I know guys out there have felt that magic that I'm talking about. And you can have that all the time. It doesn't just have to be behind the drum kit, but when you're in that place, you you don't care about, you know, what it's called. You don't care, you know, to get really, you know, you're, you're not, you're not sitting there in your mind. I don't think I'm, I'm not going, I'm going to play this Ramacue and then I'm going to go into this paradiddle, you know, flamadiddle. Like, you know, you're just playing the drums at that point. You know, you're just in that flow and you got to, you know, observe so you can self realize and understand things, but then you got to, you know, pull, pull the, pull the lens back and just let stuff through. You always hear people talk about practicing, spending all this time working on different things and different concepts, and then going out and forgetting all that and just performing. Yeah. You know, opening your ears. 
There, I want to quote you in, in one of your, the des- a description that you have on your website. It says, uh, I've concluded that no matter what we pursue in life, if we're not happy and fulfilled from within first, then anything we give our time and energy will be colored by our unfulfillment. Yeah. Uh, would you like me to elaborate on sure, that? Sure, sure. Uh, it it kind of, I, I feel like I've kind of said it in, in, a, in a handful of different you have, yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's, uh, I feel like a more elegant way to say what I've kind of been uh, touching upon um, in, a, in a variety of ways and the different examples that, uh, that have come up. But it, it really goes back to it, you know, starting from within. And if we, it's the perspective paradigm that we were talking about earlier in, in the interview. If you perceive something as negative, then you're going to be projecting a negative signal out there. And while that negative thing is, is happening or that negative perception is happening, that there's also a positive perception happening at the same time that you could be choosing, but you might not be. And at any point in time, we have the option to choose the positive or the negative. And when we choose both, when we see that there are, again, like I mentioned before, positives and the negatives and negatives and the positive, we can let go and detach from any label that we put on something and just have the experience and then learn and grow from that experience and then pass that knowledge on that we've acquired through having that experience. And share it with the people we're working with and... Yeah, with, yeah. with anybody, mm-hmm. you know, with, mm-hmm. with, 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 with those that, that are, are seeing what, what, what you're doing and are drawn to you, magnetized to you, um, and wanting to know how you're doing, what you're doing, and to, to kind of share that, that information with them so that they can perpetuate that, that cycle. You, you talk about, you, you know, just like people feel it when you walk into a room and, and how it, it can lead to, to, to better relationships, to, to, to more work, to more, to, to more gigs, to, to better gigs that, you know, we've, we've mentioned on this podcast through, through the years and ad nauseum about, you know, there's the, the, the playing element and then there's how you get along with people, you know, uh, not only just on the road, but sometimes in the session itself and how that makes you a valuable candidate for many gigs. But that, that is, that is just kind of the tip of the iceberg with, with a lot of this stuff. There's a, there's just a general energy that you're talking about that really, um, let's see, say magnetizes people to, to you. Yeah, there's, 
the best terminology that I've come across is there's a universal substance and we have the ability through our thoughts, actions, and emotions to change or manipulate that, that universal substance. And whether we're consciously choosing to do it or not, we're always having an effect on the universe at large and our, our intimate universe. Mm -hmm. And at the time that we kind of met Matt, I've, I've been told by people who have known me well and some intimate relationships I've had, you know, girlfriends and, and otherwise, and, and I've been called blissfully naive, um, you know, earlier on in, in my life. And I would say that they were absolutely right. Um, and the, when I was to use that, you know, phrase that was, was shared with me <clears throat> when I was blissfully naive, I felt that part of when I was that way was the time that we, we met and, and from how you're describing <clears throat> the other people who were deciding, you know, what, who was going to get the drum chair on, on that gig, mm-hmm. you were saying earlier in the interview, they were just like, I don't know, Steve's the guy. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're talking about. And yes. it's, it's difficult to put words to, but when you're in that state, you know, you, there's something else going on that, is beyond the notes. And the best way I could describe it in a musical term would be, you know, there's the notes and then there's there's space in between the notes. What we're talking about right now, using the mu- this musical metaphor, is the space in between the notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, and in the time that I moved to L.A. and and stepped away from music... I kind of stepped out of that blissful place and I experienced and chose to look at a lot of parts of myself that were really difficult to see. Um, we can call it, you know, the shadow parts of myself, my blind spots. You know, I really chose to dive deep into that and that was it felt really hard it felt really hard some of the time to get to that place that I was describing earlier on when we were talking about my business it's not uh, you know it it took a lot to get to the place of seeing that everything in the universe was conspiring to help me that I wasn't a victim and to go through that was really important, though, and I wouldn't trade it for anything because on the other side of looking at my shadow self, on the other side of moving through all those experiences and, and acquiring the information that I have acquired and living life the, from, the, from the fundamental principles that I live my life by now and want to share and help people experience it was 
so incredibly worth, we'll call it the detox period that, that you, you go through. And there doesn't even have to be a detox period. Um, that's the amazing things about these, these principles. If you implement them right away, it literally shifts your life instantaneously. Like there's, you know, there's, there's very little, um, lag time, if you will. Um, if, if we choose to really, uh, get on board. Um, but sometimes things take, take time and there's, there's a growth process and to kind of complete the thought of what we're talking about, the thread that we're talking about now, I feel like I'm not because I chose to go through those experiences because I'm still going and through amazing experiences and learning things and, and choosing to look at the most intimate parts of myself and continue to have self realizations. I feel like I'm getting to a place where I'm consciously blissful now Mm -hmm. and I'm not blissfully naive. Um, and that feels amazing. That feels empowering and I'm excited about what's coming off of me energetically and out of my limbs and what's going to go into my instrument from, from that place and, and the potential it has to have a beautifully powerful impact, hopefully on, on, on others from having gone through that process. Yeah. And I think some of those processes happen naturally the the experience that you have it's almost a, a maturity sometimes I, I i say that only because if i am the way i am now and was at that audition i probably would recognize the value in your space more so because i mean i don't want to take anything away from what you brought to the table when you auditioned and how when it was between you and another guy, I'm like, of course, these two guys right here, the the top two of the drummers that were auditioning, you know. But I would have recognized not only his experience as a player, but experience as a human being to see the value in what you brought that day. Um, and, and, and I have to say, this, the, many of the conversations that I've had on this podcast have been helpful to help me, you know, realize that there's more to it than just copying the parts that, that was of value to, you know, that I held in high regard at the time more. So now that I am more more mature, hopefully more mature as a player, but as a person uh, to, to, to see that. um, Yeah. And what, what you're talking about, Matt is, is really important. And I feel like it's the essence of what I've built my, my business on. And, you know, I realized that in order to be the type of player that I wanted to be in order to, again, you know, when I was digging in the weeds, cause I love researching, you know, to, to know what made Steve Gadd, Steve Gadd, you know, to know what made these great players who they are, the ones that, you know, transcended all the, the, the obstacles, uh, the Vinnie Caliutas, the ones who just stood the test of time as amazing players. I've learned that what leads to that 
and what makes that possible is something that starts totally aside from the instrument, totally aside from, from music. And, and I had to dig, you know, to a level that I think very few, if, if any have, have, have dug to, mm-hmm. uh, literally, literally looking at it on a universe Cosmo, you know, metaphysical, uh, level of what's happening you know, and how that translates all the way back to when I sit down at the instrument and why these, you know, people are that um, are the way they are. This is the level that I've, I've ended up going to and being a consummate student and researching. And I've, I've found that I've, I've gone to a place that I would have never ex- expected um, to go. And it was so far away from from music and so far away from my instrument. And I'm so glad that I did. And I'm bringing all of that back to my instrument, back into music. And not everyone's built the, you know, the, the way that I'm built. We're all really, really unique, special beings. And we're all here to accomplish something really, really unique and special that the world hasn't ever seen and i feel like i'm on the path to to getting closer to that every day and i had to veer way off that that path to find all this stuff to see how i could be the best musician i possibly could and i'm excited to to share that knowledge with people through source science sound through my social media That's pages cool. and 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 implement it myself you know now that i've i've you know spent a lot of time implementing it in my personal life kind of um you know in in the practice room of my life if, if you will you know, <laughs> not, not in front of a lot of a lot of people to make sure this stuff really stood true for me now I'm excited to to bring it back to my instrument and bring it back to to music and and watch it unfold because I have a hundred percent knowing that it, that it works in 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 my life in the way that it's unfolded um, in my relationship with my daughter with my with my with my partner and, and, and family and the way that things are, are growing and, and the direction that everything's moving. I'm really excited about all of that. And, uh, it's, it's really cool to be coming back to, um, music in, in a whole new way and, uh, with a new passion and, and zest for music that I don't know if I would have, ever had had I not gone down the the road that I, I went. This episode is brought to you by DrumSellers.com, the niche marketplace where drummers, drum retailers, and drum manufacturers buy and sell their gear. List your drums for sale for free, and the only fee is 4% if it sells. Simple. Check out all the new used vintage and custom drum eye candy at DrumSellers.com. 
my new website, which is www.stevesinatra.me. And on that website is all my music stuff and all my my healing and spiritual teaching stuff, source, science, sound. And it's all kind of on that landing page. Um, on that landing page will also eventually be the podcast. And there's also a newsletter that you can subscribe to um, called Sound Bites, and that's quality information in bite-sized pieces. And on the thread of what we were talking about in the podcast, I, I absolutely love researching, and I wanted to find a way that I could connect with all the people who I loved and knew and uh, <clears throat> wanted to do it in a way where I didn't have to pick the phone up, you know, <laughs> to you know, all those people you end up, uh, knowing, uh, along the way and all those contacts that you uh, amass in your, in your Rolodex. And, and I also said, you know, I don't want it to be something that's, you know, someone deletes, you know, out of, out of instinct. So I said, I wanted to create something that was well-researched, well-vetted, and was just a couple bite-sized, you know, nuggets of, of information, you know, products I was enjoying, TV series that I was checking out, quotes that I like, things that really, really added value to my life <clears throat> and send that out to, to people um, on a routine basis. You know, I think it goes out kind of biweekly. So if that's something that interests you, go to, you can find that uh, and sign up for that on my website. And then if you have social medias, um, you can find me on Instagram, um, at Sinatra underscore sound for my music stuff and for my spiritual teaching and healing business at Sinatra underscore source underscore science underscore sound. Gotcha. I love the sound bites thing. I've gotten one from you so far and there's a nice variety of things. Uh, was one thing about Converse All Stars. I'm, a, I'm I've become a fan the last few years, and um, and then you had a thing about a case for in ears, and I'm kind of in in in, the, in need of something like that. So it kind of hit upon a couple things that were in need um, for me. So it's like, oh, that's great, um, definitely worth worth having. And we all are getting inundated with emails that I think we st- tend to gloss over. So, um, but I, I like the your thoughtfulness in providing something that's useful and worth worth our time. And I, I hope that this Thanks. is I hope that this is worth your time too, uh, because I, I just enjoyed it so much. I think there's a lot of information within the minutes that we've been talking here. Um and it's I'm excited to share it, man. Thanks. I I, I really appreciate meeting the world to me that out of all the drummers that you could have on, on your podcast that, that we connected and, and you felt that what I had to, to bring to the table was, was something that resonated with you and, and could potentially resonate with, with all your listeners. I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to have shared some of the stories that I got to share, um, in the questions that, that you asked and, and, hopefully shed some some light on some seemingly difficult obstacles that anyone out there is is confronting in their career or any in any area of their life yeah yeah it's a lot to take in man 
it's a, a, a and it's 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 good to keep a, a check on what keeps us healthy physically and mentally, um, so that we can do the best work we can and continue to enjoy that thing. Again, that made us want to be involved in music, you know, and the joy that it brings us. It, it, I don't yeah. want to let that go. Yeah, but I'm gonna me, me either. Man. <laughs> Well, and I'm excited that, you know, I think you're probably excited too about, you know, finding new ways to get back into playing music. And it's, 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 I'm so happy to hear that that's, that's on your, that's on your radar and that's, that's in your near future to, to get going and, and in whatever capacity, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely excited about it. (laughs) Um, I started going out and seeing gigs the other night and, Coming, coming back to it with just a a, a a fire that that is burning so so bright. And I, like you said, I'm 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 excited about what's on the horizon, of what I'm what I'm creating, and how it's all kind of unfolding, and just letting it letting it happen, and not you know setting some intentions, but not thinking too much about it, not white knuckling it. <laughs> I love that white knuckling. <laughs> Steve, I'm going to let you go, man. But again, it's been a pleasure, and I'm so glad we were able to connect. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. All right. I'll be in touch. But have a great night, dude. Okay. Thanks, man. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you have it. There is part two of my conversation with Stephen. We don't do too many two-parters, but uh, in this situation, I felt like there was a lot of information to digest and uh, and a lot of useful information to digest. So I thought it would be helpful to split this up into two parts. And I thank Stephen so much for sharing his story with us. And I think so much of it is so relatable, no matter what stage of life or drumming you're in. I want to mention a couple accolades that we received from a, a listener, Jimmy Allison. When I posted part one of this when I posted part one of my interview with Stephen, he wrote, By far one of the best working drummer podcasts to listen to. I'll be listening to this one several times. Excited to hear part two. Well, this is the end of part two, so I hope you got through it. He also, I, I thanked him for that, and he, he also said, I've said this before, this podcast has not only changed my approach to my drumming career for the better, it has literally changed my life for the better big time. Just ask my wife. That was funny. I have so much gratitude for what you guys are doing. I appreciate that a lot. And I responded to him that any of these positive things that we can share and help each other out is is just a lot of reinforcement for Zach and I to put in the work to bring this to our community. And I, I just appreciate that feedback. Um, I appreciate any feedback, positive, negative. We're just, we're in this together to share information. So, uh, but again, uh, thanks to Jimmy Allison for sharing that online. That was really cool. Stay tuned next week for Zach Albetta's interview. He's back on track for switching back and forth. And um, I just appreciate everyone's input and listening. Hope to see you around. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.